pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is Pitch Please, the show where people who play games pitch ideas to people who make them. This week... I think that's what kids really like in entertainment, is like the promise that something amazing is going to happen and then they don't get to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Pitch Please. My name's Alex and I'm joined by Chris, developer Chris from Foggybox. Hello. Hi. I'm also joined by developer James from Catastrophic Overload. Hello. I'm thrice joined by Thomas the Think Tank Engine. Hi. Hi. Hello. And also with us is regular podcast transient Matthew Castle. Hello. How's everyone doing? Uh, oh, are you ready to hear best. some pictures, some games and stuff? So ready. I'm great as well. Thanks for asking. I wasn't. Um, all right. So <laughs> anyway... The way, the way this is going to work, the way this always works, is one of us is going to pitch an idea for a game, mm-hmm. and then we're all going to come together and figure out Destroy how we can it. make it work. Oh, yeah, make Destroy it work. Destroy it. Yeah. Um, one of those things. By, by the end of this, we'll have done one of those two things. And Tom, w- what idea is it today? It's a me idea. What's going on? I'm back, baby. It's a Tom idea. I'm back. Wah, I'm open wah, wide. Wah. Climb on in. Get inside my pitch hole. I'm it's so dank. Excited. It's moist. It's dirty. It's horrible. You don't want to be in there, but you're coming in anyway. <laughs> Get in. Come on. Welcome. I just hit my hand on something. That hurt. Ow. <laughs> um, come on in because it's a it's a Tim Tom special. And today I deliver unto you mystery mysteries of the sea. I've got it written down. Uh, mysteries Have you already of the named sea. It? It, well, I, I kind of pre-name all of my pitches, and I, right. I'm hoping that it changes because Mysteries of the Sea, bad name. But it's an Obra Dinn meets Pokemon Snap in a seafaring mystery exploration game as you explore the moments leading up to disaster to uncover hints and clues that lead to the true demise of the ship and its crew. There you go. That's the, uh, that's the elevator pitch. What You've do you already think? written like the steam blurb for it. That Absolute. sounds well. That's fantastic. the elevator pitch. We're in the elevator. Ding dong, floor five, please. Where are you going, Chris? Oh, uh, I don't know. Where am I? <laughs> in an elevator. <laughs> oh, I'm Shit. heading up to floor five. It is the top floor in this building. There is a basement. Should we explain what Oberdin is first, just for anyone who no, hasn't No, I'd like to go this. on to this extended elevator roleplay, please. <laughs> Hi, Tom. What floor are you going to? Oh, that'd be good. On the way, can you explain what Oberdin is? <laughs> there you go. Okay, sure. Uh, well, Oberdin uh, is a game by... Lucas Pope. Lucas Pope. And uh, it's a game where you can explore the moments when individual members of the crew of this ship in the 1800s, the moments when they died. And in that, you can uh, look around and pick up a load of information, move on to other bodies in the scene, uh, and 
basically try and discover, well, you want to discover who they are in the crew and how they died. That's the point. So in some of the moments of death, it's very obvious they were shot in the face by a fucking gun or they were hit over the head by a big crack and tentacle thing. It's pretty obvious, but you still need to discover who they are. And as, as you go through the game, you put names to all of these faces and voices and causes of death, and it unlocks more of the game as you go. And you basically discover the true fate of the ship Oberdin. And it's incredible. And the music is incredible. Pokemon so Snap, good. however, <laughs> is a delightful, <laughs> lovely little game where you go on a, on rails, photographic exploration journey and take pictures of all your favorite Pokemon. Is that a Piplop? Wow, my favorite. Is that a Bidoof? Look at him. He's making a dam. How cute. And you take pictures of him and you also bombard him with apples to make him do your bidding and take the best pictures. That's Pokemon Snap. And your idea is a combination of these, an on-rails Oberdin, an essentially. An on-rails Oberdin. Uh, I, I do have a little bit more written, by the okay. way, but I, I, I just thought, there it is. It's a seafaring mystery exploration game. Maybe it's on-rails, where you are uh, just exploring the moments that lead up to the demise of this particular ship. Maybe there's multiple ships and they're all different levels. Um, and you discover... Phenomena out in the sea, weird happenings. What's that over there? It looks weird. I'll take a picture of it and add it to my list of evidence to finally come up with what happened to this ship and its crew. So it, the ship, the ship itself is on rails. You're not. Just to be clear. I mean, m maybe, maybe you are. Maybe you're just in like the crow's nest or something, and okay. the ship is just doing its little journey, and you just spot things as you're looking around, like. I don't know. There's a, there's a. Why is there such a clump of birds over there? Let me take a picture of it. Maybe that's a thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What, what what do you think of the opening pitch? Boom! Elevator pitch. Saying Oberdin has gotten me excited, so that's pretty easy. Um, you have turned your camera off after I said Oberdin, and I I can I hear some sort of slapping noise. <laughs> I can't see how this is massively different from Oberdin. That's what I was going to say. Uh -oh. It's even set on a boat. Because you've said Pokemon Snap, I don't really get what what like you're pitching an Oberdin where your interaction with the crime scenes is just you're taking lots of photos. That's what I'm sort of picturing. Is that right? Kind kind of. So in my head, I'm imagining that you don't necessarily see the disaster itself. You see the events leading up to it, the things that boil up towards what could have been the event, right? So you don't necessarily see the kraken, but you see water swirls in the ocean, or you see, I don't know, if you look in a particular place at a particular time, you see, I don't know, a fucking tentacle slap up or something. Um, so mm. you see snippets of these events in the lead up to it. Maybe you've got like this list of a load of different seafaring disasters, and you're like, okay, well, in the lead up to this, they saw sparkling lights in the uh, in the ocean, which is a phenomenon. Maybe they saw St. Elmo's fire, which is cool, and I want to explain what that is. Um, it's a song. It's a great song. It's a, but it's a also, great song. It's also... So is that in the, the theme tune to this game? It's a theme tune to this game. Uh, <laughs> but St. Elmo's fire is where, like, the mastheads and the ends of all of the poles and things spark up in these weird, like, blue fire... <laughs> And it is in the lead up to a lightning strike. So if you see that, you can be like, okay, maybe lightning's involved in this event. Um, 
and it's just taking pictures of strange happenings out in the sea. It's in the 1800s, why not? When no one really knows what these things are. Maybe you see a fucking ball lightning. Do you remember when we were looking at those, Alex? Ball lightning is cool. Yeah. <laughs> this checklist angle sounds a bit like that ghost hunting game. I have written phasmophobia question mark. Um, <clears throat> watch moments leading up to nautical disasters, but not the event itself. Collate evidence and associate it with what led to the ship's demise. That's written here. But <laughs> there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of weird phenomena out there uh, from seafaring expeditions and maybe you can find some of those and and then that leads into what happened to this ship in this level and then you move over to another level i I have so many thoughts about this like okay you as the protagonist are you like a time traveler are you like a spirit do you inhabit someone that was on the ship to start who are you john parr the singer of St. Elmo's Fire. Time detective. <laughs> like, yeah. Time detective sounds cool, right? Sure, you're, you're, you're a time detective. But so, because you can't be there when the incident occurs, right? Otherwise... I, I think you are a detective with a unusual power to read the diaries and transcripts of the events of the ship and you are immediately sucked into the scene and you're like, I'm in. Oprah did literally just use his like... You've a, got a, a magical death watch. watch thing. That's for yeah. Momentum. Um, this yeah. could be like this is the far flung future, and we've we've managed to advance technology to the point where you can you can look at these old cases, and then computers will enact the the scene for you based on the data they have, and you're going into it on, in the holodeck. It's Abstergo, and you've got the DNA of the ship's crew. Right. Okay. Bam. That's okay. This is an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> this is an Assassin's Creed story, which is the spin-off <laughs> camp yeah. series. So the, the other thought that I have is in Pokemon Snap, you've got the berries and things to sort of make Pokemon do certain actions to try and get the best picture. Is there something comparable in this? Are you actually doing stuff that causes the disaster to happen? Are you like, I'm going to um, turn the ship to the left because I can see that there's... <laughs> A lightning I storm think, over there. I <laughs> like think the, the, the idea that the Titanic went down because some idiot was throwing berries at the captain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you're, you're the paradox, right? You, maybe you have to go, like the disaster has to happen. It's like in Doctor um, Who, there's like fixed points in time or something and you've right. got to make them happen. So you've got to go back in time and be like, right, for some reason the Titanic didn't crash. So let's make it crash, and you've got to do all these. Like, it's probably going to break well, well, you. So, so you're well, not a ship detective. About- you're not a time detective. You're a you're you're a time traveling saboteur. <laughs> yeah, maybe but that's a you, bit. Uh, basically, far this is the from plot to, about. Plot to Loki. Are you just resetting the timelines? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I have. Yeah, maybe that's on my mind. <laughs> If, if what you have is, okay, like we have a ship here from the 17th century, 18th century, whatever. We know, we know what happened to it. This is, its, this is the wreck. Say, if, for example, you can walk around the ship as a, I don't know, like as a ghost or whatever, while, these diff- while, while the ship is on its course. And you, have to, you can affect different things to figure out, okay, how does the ship end up in this situation? Basically, I'm thinking almost like a chaos theory style thing where you're trying to make these little ripples happen to figure out how the ship ended up as it did. So essentially it's a detective game where you have to solve the murder to then do the murder, right? How did this person die? I need no, to make sure around, this person you dies to, that way. You have to do the murder to solve I the murder. I think this has gone off the rails a bit. I thought it was on rails. 
good way for that one. Uh, uh, kind of, I'll line them up. Kind of like the idea. I'm, again, it's it's slightly maybe too close to what the over over din's about. Because in over din, you're you're like an insurance guy who's on the ship to basically yeah, work claims out why everyone's died so that they can do a big insurance claim. But there might be something in the idea of you take a tour of a, of a of a you know in the moments leading up to a, a disaster, and it's your job to work out like whether it was a act of God or you know the doings of 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 people in some way. Yeah. Um, so what I like could, about could be, could be kind of interesting, but it is very overdone. Well, yeah. So I think my angle for this, by the way, was was more a focus mm-hmm. on just uncovering, discovering uh, seafaring phenomenons of, of various different kinds. Like, you know, I don't know, whirlpools in the ocean or St. Elmo's fire or ball lightning or all these just weird shit that people saw in their initial so expeditions stuff that is right? actually real but that then that they kind of ascribed it to like you know like supernatural happenings because they didn't understand it at the time yeah, or do just, you mean things like actually like krakens i mean maybe like I, okay. cra- there are you know stories from people apparently for like 30 minutes straight people were watching and a huge like a hundred meter long sea serpent in the ocean and that's a story that that some expedition brought back with them. So maybe you are just in the lead up to these events. Maybe the sea serpent took this ship down or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But you're mm-hmm. just watching this thing. And and the angle I had was watching these beautiful and amazing seafaring phenomenons happen. And and you know right. all the things that lead up to them. There's there's hundreds and thousands of them. Maybe not a thousand. Maybe like fifty. But still, just finding these things. Um, but while maybe twatting people in the head with apples while twatting people. <laughs> yeah, but, and eventually uh, getting destroyed by that phenomenon. I see. Yes, but but what I love about Oberdin is that the story of the game what, that you are uncovering is set in stone, and it's mm-hmm. filled with all these characters that are all doing their set route, and it's unchangeable. Like that has happened and you're watching the captain do this thing, this thing, this thing and this thing and you put together their stories as you explore it. And that's super cool. So I don't think necessarily adjusting what happened to the situation to save them or make it happen Okay, I, d- I don't know. Uh, anyway, L- like like um, outer outer worlds as well, right? That kind of thing. Stuff is just happening. You're kind of you're just exploring the history kind of, of that universe. Rails, right? uh, I guess so. Outer worlds Chris, on sorry. rails. The fuck? No. No, it's not. yeah, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> not right. well, the opposite. Well, okay, well, no, but but I mean, but it's like it's the same. There's something but happening yeah, it's got a clock. It's over and over has again. A clockwork routine. Yeah, to it. yeah. yeah. I, I like. I really like routine games. I like any games where the the, the puzzle, the mechanic, is about like interrupting or exploiting the the the, the knowledge you have of the way people are going to behave. So if if there's an element to this where you're constant, like you're replaying the same thing over and over. I'm quite into that. Um, w- one thing I did want to flag about the phenomenon, most of the stuff you've described happens in the water or in the sky, which means a lot of this is just looking over the side of a boat, which is a little bit boring. Uh, well, St. <laughs> Elmo's fire happens on the masthead, actually. All lightning like, can appear inside the ship. and uh, Does it? It can yeah, do. Yeah, you're can. right, actually. Yeah, me and we Alex, read an account. We, yeah, we, oh, this is after I was finding out about St. Elmo's <laughs> Fire, uh, it said that it's not to be confused with ball lightning. However, ball lightning, there are some crazy stories and accounts 
of this thing. Like these just massive balls of lightning that moved into a church and just fucking blew it up. And hundreds of people saw this thing and no one knows yeah. what it is. I was going to try and lean into more of the Pokemon Snap idea and it's a bit with what Matt just said, just where maybe as if we're going down the hole, you 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 can go back in time kind of route. That's your character as their narrative. Maybe you get like, you know, X number of cycles and you go through the same route every time and you try and uncover something new every time. Like you're doing Pokemon Snap, you're like, oh, yes. I know that the, the, the Vulpix is going to run across here then. I'll get that next time. So mm. doing that and having a fixed number of cycles to then piece together clues at the end to be like, okay, this is what happened. And, maybe you know, seeing the cause and effect of things. I got it. Maybe when you first initially jump into it, you're in, say, the, the captain's viewpoint of the situation. So you are basically, maybe it is an on-rails thing where the ship is on its course and you are just viewing this thing from the captain's perspective. You have some sort of limited range where you can look around or whatever. Um and you put together the account of what the captain saw in the event. And then when you complete that and you've put it all together, you then move over, you then go through it and you look, think, okay, that dude is running from something. I saw him running from something in the background. Maybe I'll see his perspective on it. Um, and then once you unlock him, uh, you can then see what he was running from. You put together his story and take extra pictures or ga- gather the evidence. Maybe it's not a picture-taking game at this point, but putting together... Their story. This is beginning to sound a bit like the um, Return of the dances in Cyberpunk. Ooh, oh, yes. yeah, that's a good point. Where you're I like body hopping that. to see things from different people's perspective. How and does, the idea how does that of like, work, sir? They're like VR recreations of crimes, which are recorded okay. by, uh, you know, a person who is in the room. It's their like first person experience of it. But you can, am I right thinking, I think you can hop into like security cameras that you spot to get like yeah. new perspectives yeah. on the action. It like records all the data from any electronic device as well. So it's kind of the, the perspective of the, the the witness and, you know, other things that you discover as they're kind of playing okay. out that scenario. And you can hop yeah. into different channels, like audio boosted channels, like pure video, and then like, um, like a weird IR one yeah. you could, or, yeah. or electronic signals where you can see, like, okay, like someone's phone buzzed, but I can see that in this channel which i couldn't see in the you know just camera view because i couldn't see that vibration however it could be interesting the the brain dance thing was something that a lot of people said that was really cool about cyberpunk but was very very easy and very very rarely used um so let's exploit that baby (laughs) we're exploiting cd project red no one else has yet (laughs) what if we if we went down this uh uh brain dance route but there were parts of the ship that were only accessible if you had enough if you'd pieced enough clues together so it's almost like you can still have the rails but you're choosing a different path to take you unlock another rail to follow but you can only do that if you say oh i noticed that person going through that door at 11 o'clock so i'll be sure i'm there at 11 o'clock and i can follow them down that path something something like that i think there might be you could un- uncover the fog of war around this boat and to try and find out more of what's going on. If if your like narrative framing was you're in the future and um, <laughs> there's like a big trial, so you're in the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know, no, listen, I know my conversation trials a lot, but it's, uh-huh, yeah. it's, a, it's a great framing device, so stick with me. It, it's, and, that's true. 
the idea is you've gone back into like there's there's someone who it's like agreed you can hop back into their body and you have to like prove the kind of uh the legal relevance of being able to hop into another person's body because it's like yeah. invading their no you're right you know, you're right their historical privacy and it's what, so it's what if we uncovered their dna and we went like used a machine i think it's called the animus and we just went back in time and uh uncovered like mm. what happened in their past maybe something like that i don't know is I there a game is there a game like sold. That? <laughs> i'm fully sold on john parr time attorney where he has to solve t- maritime crimes and then one of them is going to be and obviously the theme tune is St. Elmo's Fire but I like the idea of the whole time attorney and obviously it's set in the castle verse at this point um, oh my god can we in one episode get have you seen the legal eagle on YouTube he keeps coming up in my recommended he's just this lawyer on YouTube that reacts to like uh, I think I have I seen a few videos I think he did like videos, an Ace yeah. Attorney episode he did like a um uh, what's it called? Better Call Saul episode. Can we just get Legal Eagle on one episode for a for a Matt Castle pitch? <laughs> and he just uh, go, he just talks about all the in- incorrect ideas that we have about the court system. What about you can fire a live machine gun in a court, and, and a stenographer has to write down the sound of the gunshots. Exactly. Exactly. He's going to tear the Castle universe to shreds. Yes, it's going to be ruined. It's just to shake up the franchise needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, look, I I really love. I feel like if we can, we should try and stick with your initial idea of like the core of it. You liked is like the 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 really amazing idea of like these weird events that that people just didn't understand back in those days. And like I think yeah. I think capturing them in, in photography is a really cool way of doing it. Of like of of, of it as as a player like experiencing that moment as well. Yeah, I think I I, I added ship disasters and the lead up to the event uh, both as a nice little framing device a reason to play the game and uncover the mysteries of it but there is mm. a part of me that I, I i just kind of like it as as just a chill let's just sit on a boat and watch weird shit happen for a while um <laughs> but again that's that's boring this is pitch please they also are sailing into the eye of the storm does it have to be like say it's it's maybe like you're not trying to f- <laughs> you're not trying to figure out how like how this ship crashed or what happened to it like could it just be that you are you are basically reliving uh like i don't know you play uh alfred potts is that that's maybe that's the name of someone what? uh who? what who who's that is, i don't know like mr potts is sorry the who's swab, alfred the, 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 he's the deck swab on, is that a real on person? A ship, you said the that sh- name with such confidence, like I, we should know it. I said it as no, I said it as I said it. I was like, I'm going to make up a name now, and as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I think that person is exists and is a character in something. But let's just say he's not. Alfred Potts is the deckhand on the HMS uh, Hazel, and you sure. just, you go in and you play you play as him. It's an on rails thing. It's the it's the the final the final hour of. Uh, uh, leading up to this event, leading up to the Saint out the, the the everyone witnessing Saint Elmo's fire, and you are just experiencing that moment and like that little bubble of what's happening to the crew at that point. It's it's maybe it's just instead of having one level be wow, look at that, the mastheads. It looks like it's on fire. Nope, it's lightning. Maybe this is a 
a, a particular expedition in which just thousands of these things happened. It's it's not a real one necessarily. It's just oh my up God, there there's St. Elmo's fire. Storm. Over there there's ball lightning. Over there there's the Kraken <laughs> and a sea serpent. It's just hundreds of different <laughs> things you're spotting at once. Like Pokemon Snap, where there's like just like a million fucking Pokemon running by at the same time. Uh, even though an Ekans would be nowhere near a Rattata. That is just... That, that, that Rattata is dead. And maybe it's just a, a, a mosaic of phenomenon in one relatively short journey, 15 minutes, an hour long journey, uh, and you're taking pictures of it in, in, in a big film like experience. I don't know. Could it be that um, you, you're there trying to, you're trying to take photos to sell to some kind of like occult magazine and your aim is to take the most spectacular photo and so that the Pokemon snap element is not throwing fruit at animals but maybe throwing like coins and stuff to try and lure deckhands to get like hit by lightning so you can take an awesome <laughs> picture of it yes I'm in <laughs> James you looked excited then like can, can we just, just set this light bulb? in the Bermuda Triangle so it could even be a modern well, yeah, day exactly. thing. So you're traveling through and maybe you you are there as a journalist trying to get evidence of the weird shit that's happening. Like it, it could just be you just sail through and you're like, oh my God, that's happening. That's happening. Ah, I noticed the big ball lightning. Get a good picture. That's going to get me $20 on this newspaper. I don't know. Bermuda Triangle, weird shit. What do we think? Well, that's a, that's a honking modern day photography rate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So I just go, just go on Twitter. Can, I, can we uh, have permission to use your photo? $20. No. For a light show. I I really like what uh, what Matt said and, well, and James, but I think that's a, a much cooler idea. I don't know if you still want to stick with the on rails nature of it, like catching things at that time. I think that's still will help differentiate from Oberdin a lot. Um, I think obviously the fact that it's set on a ship sort of is what led us all to say Oberdin. Well, yeah. Uh, and, and then you said the words Oberdin at the start. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that, that was a good lead in. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously natural phenomena don't just exist at sea. They can happen in, in other places as well. So you could have different levels based well, on that. Yeah. But it's called mysteries of the sea. I thought it, I thought it wasn't. <laughs> no, it's locked not, in. But, the name's locked in. Yeah, um, but if we just went with every phenomenon, then it's just like <laughs> it's just that encompasses so much. This is called mysteries. <laughs> mysteries. Well, I mean, like I think obviously then it gives the player Price. a score at name? the end, which is always really good. Um, and then obviously it adds to replayability right, of like I got the best picture. Score. I got an A star picture of it's, ball lightning hitting a guy Jonathan Frakes Tom's is the nuts. fucking main guy <laughs> in the Jonathan game Frakes. and Jonathan he ends Frakes. every level with that's false this didn't happen nice <laughs> this, this isn't true there, there was yeah. actually a um, there was a sort of survival horror game on the PS2 I think called Michigan about I think Suda51 made it actually and it was all about you were a, oh. a cameraman on a news team during a sort of paranormal outbreak and it, the, the whole kind of game was based around the balance of escaping and being safe yourself but also wanting to film like terrible things happening to other people and it was the kind of risk reward <laughs> of like getting up and clo- get, getting up close and personal with danger or right. like 
not helping other Taking people. Taking time to light the scene correctly and put down fill lights and all of that stuff. <laughs> what just, he was just running around with a camera like Blair Witch style. And it was like, do you put down the camera to help someone who's falling in a hole or do you film them because it's going to be like great footage? <laughs> oh my God. That is a great idea. I, I love that. Well, it, uh, it, the game was terrible, but... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh no! The problem, the problem that Pokemon Snap, the special, well, okay. Po- problem with Pokemon Snap is how do you tell what a good photo is? So you, obviously they're like have the reticule pointed, you know, the subject f- middle of the frame, uh, blah blah blah. Boring rule of thirds, all that argument about Pokemon mm. Snap. So do we do away with the whole scoring thing? Because I do like. Uh, Tom's original idea of you're just going on a journey you just want to take maybe you just want to chill and take nice photos but you put them into a situation where there's gonna be cool shit and then uh, could there be some sort of community rating for for your pictures or just like oh you put them on to post them up and you can look through what people have taken and try and find unusual angles or something yeah like Possibly. I, I, I like the idea that even though like maybe you don't know what's in the game you don't know what kind of nautical events there are and so the idea of like some people happening upon like saint elmo's fire perhaps fire perhaps is like super rare and the idea of seeing it is like is really exciting and also being out in the ocean is like a, a few years ago i went um oh my god it's another miracle story it's no, no, no. It's not as good. It's not as big as the hat. It's not as big as the hat. Oh, okay. This um, is going to be minuscule. But, um, then. For my for my honeymoon, we went on a a, a cruise in um well near Norway. Were you there? And it um, sounds like you weren't. <laughs> it was me and Chris. And uh, this was about like on on our way back. Basically, we were, we would hope we'd been hoping to see uh, the Northern Lights, and we'd mm-hmm. seen nothing for like an entire weekend. On our way back, it was about half twelve at night. And we were in the middle of the ocean, nothing like you couldn't see any lights on the horizon or anything. There was low, we were so far from land, it was just pitch black. And uh, we went out onto the deck, and then all of a sudden, the northern lights appeared. And it was the, the most surreal experience I've like, ever had in my life. Just being out in the middle of the ocean, just completely black, nothing, you couldn't see anything else. And these northern lights just were lighting up like the just the crest of the waves and a bit of the deck and stuff. And it was so peculiar. And I love the idea of recreating like those kind of moments, like just when you're surrounded by the ocean with just like this void of black and we- and like seeing St. Elmo's fire would just be amazing. Like in a game, like the, and like maybe you've, you've ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. photographing, it could be a... <laughs> you can hear that. But it's like an orchestral yeah, like, tra- Trying to capture that. Yeah. Would be incredible. Like, I, th- I think that's a- so we're basically pitching that scene, except there's now like a really annoying person taking hundreds of photos. Yeah. With all this like screaming yeah. arcade yeah. multiplier. He's also stuff dropping <laughs> dropping coins all over the place. <laughs> hoping he gets struck by lightning. There's loads and loads and loads of different little uh, northern lights could be one of them sure uh, in terms of the picture scoring in pokemon snap obviously it's the pokemon has to be as big as it can be on the frame even if the entire mm. picture is its face or one eyeball they're just like <laughs> wow that is a great picture and it's centered that's perfect and it's looking the right way great maybe we do away with a scoring system and it's just you got what you consider to be a cool picture it's in like this mm. 1800 style drawing filter as well maybe yeah. i don't know um and what about diff- different levels and different periods of history with different kind of camera tech to get your head around 
Yeah, yeah one of them is super oh, artifacting and, so you've and got low to resolution. Fest, obviously, one of them yeah. has to stay still for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> on a boat. What's it exposed? <laughs> just no, don't move. Oh, you can't hear me. I, I, I'm a ghost detective. I'm still lost on where we are with that. You have to keep the giant man-eating shark, the Giga Shark. Uh, to stay still for 10 seconds, otherwise the picture's the ruined. The Meg. Um, the Meg. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's it could be fun. I think it's very similar to Oberdin. The moment you guys started attributing more and more stuff to it, it just made me think of Oberdin, uh, but in a different <laughs> style. Honestly, I don't hate it. There needs to be more games like that. I think it's time for someone to make an Oberdin ripoff that is just shit. But it's better <laughs> oh no, oh, no it would, okay it would be garbage it'll be a garbage ripoff but no, i think like, the difference is so with with oberdin you're going with like the 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 pull of that is you're uncovering a mystery and like it's kind of some you know maybe like there's you know this weird stuff that happens in it and that's exciting and all that. but in in this it's just about experiencing these these awesome moments and yeah, trying and to just, make that and just codexing it all and Discovering yeah. what it all means. Maybe, maybe you're not, you know, putting together a mystery or whatever. You're just cataloging these things, and you can. It's it, it's a uh, it's an educational game now, where you look and you see <laughs> in the in the ocean. Wow, there's there's so many glittering lights in the in the ocean. What could that be? Is it the sun reflecting certain ways? No, it's Noctiluca scintillans. <laughs> it's the sea sparkle, a minuscule bioluminescent life form that floats about in the oceans. And let me tell you, it's beautiful. And you've taken a picture of it, uh, and you've cataloged that for the rest of time. Maybe it's the convergence of the Baltic and the North Sea, which apparently looks very similar to when two <laughs> Minecraft biomes are clapped right next to each other because they are just a line of of just different colours. It's the different salt levels within the water. It also happens at rivers where freshwater water meets salt water. Uh, they don't mix well, so you get a, a harsh divide of the colours because of the salt levels in the water. There you go. There you go. There you this, go. I feel like you're going to get some backlash here. This sounds like learning. It sounds like learning. And you know what? It's one of those games where you're playing and you think, wow, this is really cool. And then you go to your friends, you're like, wow, I played this game earlier and I learned about the Devil's Sea. Uh, and let me tell you about the Devil's Sea really quickly. And they're like, wow, that's some nerd-ass shit. And then you realise, like, <laughs> fuck, this game made me learn something and now I know stuff. And then about- one day you'll use it in a pub quiz. I wanted the name of these phenomena. When you see them, they should flash up like like at the start of boss fights in Zelda. Oh, so yes. it's like in big letters, it's like the convergence of the Baltic Sea. Oh, and you're, like, you're, like, you're like, oh, oh shit. music and a health bar characters in a Hideo Kojima game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the name of their voice actor underneath. Yeah. <laughs> and then written by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Look, I, I've got, I can't, I can't deny. It. I'm a bit sad that we're not doing. You're a time cop or detective. Time you're trying to uh, time attorney. You don't need to go crazy with every idea, right? <laughs> what if I it's don't just? Know. What if I you just, just want to chill and enjoy some phenomena? I, I know. never want to okay. chill. Look, I want extreme action at 100 percent of the time. I, I think <laughs> what we've got is a very nice little exploration game. Let's put that in the bag. Let's make that one. That's coming out soon. There it is. Mysteries of the Sea, an exploration education game written by Tom Hazel. IGN, um, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Phenomenal. I hate right. that. Wholesome. Can you give us a rundown? If it has, I think it has changed, actually. It's been simplified. What is it now after the last 40 minutes? After the last 40 minutes, uh, it, it is a, uh, a game where you might be a time cop, 
going back into the lives of all of these people on the crew to take pictures of all these weird things that are happening in the in your little nautical expeditions in the Northwest Passage and beyond in the Bermuda Triangle. What's that over there? Man-eating shark. What's that over there? Lumina Octilsilians or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Is that a phantom island of Bermasia over there? It's gone. I wish <sighs> I took a picture of it. I'm going to have to get it on the next run. It's not on rails, ship fairing, Pokemon snap, photo taking, phenomenon <laughs> exploring, mystery solving, life changing experience. 10 out of 10, phenomenal. I don't think it needs <laughs> mysteries. I just, I think, I, I don't want to be a time cop. I'm, I just want to be Alpha <sighs> Potts deckhand. You, sh- you should reference the brain dance thing, but to make it more kind of uh, appropriate for the nautical setting, you should call them brain jigs. <laughs> start every level it says are you ready to brain jig yeah what are you thinking Chris I feel like you've you have been the least interested in this idea out of, out it's of not, us it wasn't or, the least interested it was just that, that just I don't general think personality well it's, it's a little bit of my just general demeanour but also mm. I don't think the game or anyone knew what it was uh, so it, so it has gone all over the place, but I'm I'm all. Are you kidding I'm me? Sold. This is the most f- like perfectly formatted pitch I ever had. I've got a good no, but I mean yeah. straight away we we went in different all like five different directions, and uh, you, we, we went into one different direction, and it was Oberdin, and it was well, just away yeah. from what I was suggesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the end result seems a lot more cohesive and 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 fun. Um, it's simple. But that's good. Yeah, and Alfred Potts was the mayor of Bolton from 1923 to 19... No, 1922 <laughs> to 1923. Uh, that's the that's only one I knowing. could find. That's how you know it's it. It's quite a short stint. <laughs> that was a short yeah, stint. Intrigued yeah. what happened to him. What happened? Well, it's you'll never guess. Guess. He went to the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> he went guys, on a boat. obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got destroyed in a, oh in a cataclysm. So level one is just the two-year tenure as the mayor of Bolton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gone on some diplomatic <laughs> mission <laughs> across the sea. Triangle. Yeah. Bolton in desperate need of diplomacy so, across the world. <laughs> so you're at we're at E3, out comes Phil Spence on the stage, and he says, Listen, guys, finally, the game that is going to answer the question, whatever happened to Alfred Potts? <laughs> A sea of dead eyes of unimpressed faces. His, his picture comes it's up. Time to brain <laughs> it's time to brain jig. That's what Keanu Reeves says. He comes out on stage. He says, "You're phenomenal. Phenomenal. No, your brain jig. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So, James, is this God? Is this too relaxed for you? Do you want something more? Can you deal with this? I, I. This sounds nice. Yeah, uh, I'm so sorry. Nice. As long as we can get, you know, it's going <laughs> to look amazing. You know, all these cool That's things it has going to look, off. It has to look great. I I just want to be able to roam around the ship, and I'll have a great time. You know, just go. You, maybe it's like go for a sleep, wake up in an hour. Okay, what's next? What's the next phenomenon? Okay, got some nice dolphins. Take a picture. Yeah, it's Maybe nice. that's it. Like, perhaps the attention to detail is the important thing. Like, I, I played um a little while ago. They released a a scale, like a, a to scale, they? supposedly, or as, as detailed. I Who's can't remember they? who it was. It was a, a company <laughs> um, released a like a, a detailed um, recreation of the Titanic in VR, where you can wander around. It's an Unreal Engine. It looks phenomenal. 
and there are, not, there aren't any people or anything. Everything is so perfectly detailed, and maybe that's what this game needs. Maybe the environments <laughs> need to be, but no people. Those <laughs> they need to be so perfectly detailed, and it needs to look beautiful. That that's it's, you know the, that's the core of the experience is that you're really you're really deep diving into what it's like to to wander around a ship in this particular time period. Yeah. Uh, and experience these cool little phenomena. Um, Matt, w- uh, w- what are you thinking of this so far? Is, uh, this, is this enough for you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of quite like chilled out taking pictures games. That's, that's it's not really what I'm into. Like I worry that I can si- I can already see the reviews that are like, beautiful world, I love the phenomenon, shame there's not more of a game to it. Is, that's what <laughs> I would write in Matt Edge magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would give this a four in Edge. <laughs> let's 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 just scrap the reviews real quick. This was it was released in early access. That's what the game was. Those are the reviews that came out. A mystery has been added to the game. You are trying to find out what led or what was the disaster of this ship, which was in the original pitch. So mm. does make it a little bit more Oberdini, but you are taking pictures of all these natural phenomena, finding out what. In culmination of all of these things, what do they lead to? You don't necessarily see the Megalodon, but you see all of these things are signs that the Megalodon is coming or something like oh, that. Yeah. That's I think that's there what kids really like in entertainment is like the promise that something amazing is gonna happen and then they don't get to see it. If you that's get the cool. correct if you get the correct <laughs> Wait, this is not sending this to fucking children. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Hey kids, kids, if you, you get like, the correct do you like answer, the promise of a, me- of a megalodon. <laughs> he's, he's doing to you, Tom, what Legal Eagle is going to do to the, to yeah, the MCU. Yeah, he's universe. coming on. I can't. I can't wait. I MCU. Guess, I, I, don't know. <laughs> I think right, you this, this how is how exciting divided. people find rippling surf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is clearly divided. The the, the, the pitch, please. Crew. I think this I'm is quite one of those things. This is one of those things where there's going to be a couple of reviews afterwards where everyone says I would play the shit out of this game, and everyone was wrong, and Tom was right. I guarantee I think it. This is <laughs> written by Tom Hazel. Written by Tom Hazel. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is this: this would be a a low selling, high reviewing, uh, BAFTA nominated indie darling that no one would buy. But it would get a bunch of awards. That is uh, not why I'm doing this. That's what's good. Yeah, he's in it for the money. money. <laughs> I okay. hate this All idea. Right. Well, so look, bad luck. If, you, if, if maybe like Tom and I, you're more into the the just just the more chill experience and and exploring, you know, wandering around the ship, exploring these phenomena, or maybe you're more like uh, maybe you're more like James and you want full on action. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to be Robocop. Or maybe, or maybe you've got a different idea. Maybe you can just let us know. Maybe where can they let us know, Tom? Oh, you can let us know at Pitch Please Pod. It's Pitch Please Pod without any vowels now on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> We've done it. And you can also uh, leave a comment in the YouTube video. We've made it worse. <laughs> uh, and also confusing for anyone listening to old episodes. We've already had a message about that. Um, maybe you can leave a comment on the YouTube channel about what you thought of the episode. Maybe you can leave us a review with five stars and tell us what you thought about it. Other stars are not accepted. Yeah, don't rate the games that we're talking about. Rate the podcasts, please. Rate the chat. Rate, rate the chat. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Matthew, for joining us again. I, I, apologies for dunking on Tom's nice. That idea. was great. It's not no, only me. Yeah, it was. It was a hard <laughs> dunk. I got. I got dunked hard. It, it, it also, also, Alex. I guess fuck everyone else. Thanks, Matt, for joining. Whatever. 
Uh, I, I, I haven't finished yet. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Tom, thank you for your wonderful idea. I get fucked. <laughs> it's too late. He's gone now. He's grumpy. Uh, Chris and James, thank you as always. And um, next next time, Sorry. maybe we'll have some, uh, well, undoubtedly, we'll probably have some kind of guest. We'll see who it's going to be. Uh, please join us. And also remember, you can go back and listen to any of these episodes, right? You can go back and listen to any of these episodes that we've done. You don't have to, they're not, they're not related to one another. What a weird call to action. Are you confused <laughs> that he was saying next time we'll have a guest whilst we're having a guest here? Because that's what I was confused about. Matt, not- I don't think Matt, look, I don't think Matt counts <laughs> as a guest. guest. Family. Okay. Yeah. Matt's like, like Fast a, and Furious. Kind of like a, yeah, stepbrother. It's a special appearance by Matt Castle. Yeah. I'm like exactly, the neighbour yeah. in Home Improvements. I look over the fence, <laughs> shout a few dunks, yeah. and then uh, get, I, I, shout a few dunks, get a few claps, and then leave. I think that's a reference that our listeners we'll are really going to get. All right, yeah. If you want to go and listen to our other ones, maybe you can go and listen to some of <laughs> some of Tom's other ideas, right? Some bangers, probably from earlier on, <laughs> before you ran out of steam. Fuck um, uh, me. <laughs> Okay. Um, thank you, thank you, everyone for for listening, and um, we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye now. Bye now. Bye. 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 Good now. Bye, Bye. now. Bye. 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 Let's go, Buster. Let's go, Buster. Let's go, Buster. Let's go, Buster.